Hey, this is Rich Wilkerson. I'm the pastor of VU Church in Miami, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Oh, I'm happy you're here tonight. Do me a favor as you grab a seat. Why don't you reach for your Bible as you sit down and turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Well done, worship team. Well done. These guys, I know we're thanking them a lot, but you have no idea the last 48 hours, 72 hours, uh, call outs, and these guys just adjusting and serving. I'm just so grateful for them. Right now, we also have another service happening in the city tonight, 7 p.m. over at our JDD location in the city. Can we make some noise for everybody at the city? Come on, let's just welcome them. We love you. We're thankful for technology that we can be in two places at once. And tonight we just say, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. I know there's so many familiar faces in the room. Our church is gathering, but I also know it's Christmas. And so I know we've got people that maybe don't regularly go to church here at VU, maybe from out of town. And we welcome you as well. Thank you for being here tonight. Can we make a little bit of noise for all the first time guests, all the out of town friends and family. And our prayer is that you just felt welcome since you got here. We're so thankful that you're here. My name is Rich and I have the privilege of leading this community called VU. And uh, it's my honor tonight just to take a few moments, I promise you, just a few moments and just share uh, just a little bit about this idea of Christmas. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Look at your neighbor, we're Pentecostal here at VU Church and so we make you talk even on Christmas Eve. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Look at your other neighbor, the one you don't like as much. That's messed up, right? You're like, I didn't speak to my wife that time. Okay, it's all right. Look, just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas is known, that little expression, is the most wonderful time of the year. Unless someone's calling me right now. Tell them, tell them the Holy Spirit says, hang on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> It's the most wonderful time of the year, unless you've got three kids under three. Can I get a witness out there? Anybody, couple, couple moms and dads just barely making it over here tonight. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, unless you got teenagers who are rebelling right now. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, unless you don't have family in Miami tonight. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, unless you're single and lonely. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, unless your marriage is falling apart. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, unless you lost your job last week. What I've learned about this season that's called the most wonderful time of the year is more often than not, as I talk to people, as I look in their eyes, Christmas doesn't feel like the most wonderful time of the year. Many times Christmas feels like the most stressful time of the year, the most anxious time of the year, the most lonely time of the year, the time of the year that I remind myself of what I lost, the time of the year that I remember as we're supposed to be gathering at a table that there's people missing. It's, it's a hurtful, it's a sad time for so many people. I was reading some stats this week that 88% of people say that they're more stressed during the holidays. I'm not going to make you raise your hand if that's you, but I got my hand up. <laughs> I read a stat that 56% of people are going to bite their lips at their family dinner this week. Not you, not you, just when you're with your in-laws. Hello, okay. Um, it says 85% of people are gonna overeat. Anyone gonna overeat? Okay, someone's cheering about that, I like that. <laughs> don't come at me, Rich, I'm gonna overeat tonight. Um, I don't know what this season is feeling like. 
It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but maybe you have an unless. Maybe you have a conjunction. Maybe you have a but or a yet or a however at the end of that sentence, and it's robbing you of what this season is supposed to be about. And I just, for a moment, I I know for many of you, this will just be reminder, but for some of you, maybe it's the first time you've ever heard this. In order to understand why this is the most wonderful time of the year, we have to go to the origin story, the beginning of what Christmas is all about. And I just wanna read a couple verses from Luke chapter two, because I think this is gonna encourage you. This is when the angel of the Lord comes and announces to the shepherds that Jesus is gonna be born in Bethlehem. And we're gonna pick up the story, Luke chapter two, verse eight. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. I love this. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. I want to bring you back to the origin story because maybe this time of the year feels stressful. Maybe you feel anxious. Maybe you feel lonely. I want to remind you that the Christmas story is all about you receiving and experiencing great joy. That's what the angel said. The angel said, fear not, I've come with good news, with great joy. In fact, as you translate that word great from the Greek, Uh, you get the word mega, or you get the word monster. If you literally translated this sentence from the angel, he's saying, I have come with mega joy for you. And I just wanna remind some people in this room that I don't know what the season is feeling like. I don't know what the last 48 hours feels like. I know the news is saying one thing. I know COVID is all around and there's, there's fear in the land, but I have come to encourage you like the angel with good news. And the good news is tonight you can experience great joy because of Jesus. You can experience, come on, mega joy. Mega joy in the stress. Mega joy amidst the anxiety. Mega joy even though you've experienced loss and frustration and there's fear in the room. 2,700 times this book talks about joy. And I believe even tonight that the Christmas story The Christmas story is not about you getting information about joy. The Christmas story is all about an impartation of joy. I actually believe even tonight, God wants to give you something. And the thing that he wants to give you is an impartation of his joy, his mega joy. You said, but Rich, okay, well, how do I I get this mega joy? Because I could use some joy. Yeah, I mean, I I went to Target and I bought a lot of stuff. I didn't buy any joy over there. How do I get this mega joy? Well, I think the text is so beautiful. I think the first thing, if you're gonna get an impartation of this mega joy, the first thing is, is that you have to receive the invitation. Receive the invitation. This is a beautiful part of the scripture that a lot of people, they overlook, but the shepherds are out in the field and there the angel appears and the angel makes the announcement. He says, do not fear. I come with 
good news. Another word that we know is the word, I come with gospel. Good news of great joy. Watch this. Here's the key line that I think is my favorite in Luke chapter 2. For all people. Someone say all people. I want to encourage you tonight. I don't care what you feel like. Maybe you feel like you're an outsider. Maybe you feel like you don't belong. No, the story of Christmas is good news, mega joy for all people. Everybody can experience this joy. This isn't about religion. This isn't about performance. This isn't about how many good deeds. This isn't about a nice list or a naughty list. No, this is good news for all people. You don't have to fear. It's powerful because this is the announcement. First, we know the announcement goes to a young teenage girl named Mary that you're gonna be the mother of God's son. That's a crazy thing to deal with. Then Joseph, who she was engaged to be married to, gets a word from an angel that, hey, stay with her. She ain't lying to you. I don't know if I have the faith of Joseph. That's a whole nother message. (laughs) Hey, babe, so I'm pregnant. Yeah, tell me about that. We have not done that, you know? I know, it's supernatural. It was the Holy Spirit. All right, I'm done, you know? Like, but then as this child's about to be born, the angels appear. Who do they appear to? They appear to shepherds, which maybe you're going, big deal, but it's actually a really big deal because shepherds in that time period were the lowest rung of the social ladder. They were out in the fields. They were never near the synagogue. They were never near the temple. Not only that, because they worked out in the fields, they were constantly considered unclean, so they couldn't even come into the temple. Yet when God makes his announcement, he goes first all the way out to the people that nobody else would ever expect. He brings the gospel to those that do not belong and says, actually, you shepherds, you're gonna be the first to hear the announcement that I have sent my son into the world and it is good news for all people. Anybody thankful tonight that you can receive the invitation? See, whenever it comes to the good news of Jesus and this mega joy, It's never about you achieving him, it's always about you receiving. I could send an invitation to your house and it could sit there at your home, but at some point you have to open and you have to choose, will you RSVP? And I wanna let you know tonight that mega joy has been sent in an invitation to every one of your homes, but you have to receive it. This mirrors Simple gospel truth of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever, I love that word, whosoever, all people, anyone who would believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You have to receive the invitation. But you don't just stop at receiving the invitation. The second thing you have to do if you're gonna get this impartation of mega joy is that you have to join the celebration. I love candlelight services. It's like real beautiful and intimate and Luke's up here playing with me, which by the way, you're doing a great job. I think we should just do this every week. Just you and me, just up here next to the keyboard. Like, I don't know. Um. But as beautiful and as intimate as it is, this is a celebration. This is a birthday party for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so I know we're kind of being quiet, but there's also another part of us that ought to be rambunctious, that ought to be joyful, that we ought to join the chorus of heaven and declare holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The scripture says that the angel showed up and when the angel showed up, that the glory of God shone around them. Now in this time period, 
When kings were born, they would set off bonfires all over the land. Now we know that Jesus, he's not just an earthly king, he's a king of another kingdom. He's the king of kings. And although there was no earthly bonfires, God shows up and he puts fires in the sky. The glory of God shows up all among them that the shepherds are so afraid going, what is that in the sky? But they say, do not be afraid because we got good news for all people. You're about to have some mega joy. But it's not just that. All of a sudden, as the angel is speaking, more angels, a multitude of angels show up and they start singing. They sing this beautiful chorus. Why did they do it? Because in that time period, especially in Bethlehem or Nazareth, when a child was born, musicians would show up on the outside of wherever that place was and they would play music because they were signifying that someone was born and it's time to celebrate. But we know the story of Jesus that when he got to the stable, there was no room in the inn. He was born in a barn and so no earthly musicians showed up. But we serve a God who says, you might feel like you are forgotten, but I did not forget about you. There might not be any earthly musicians, but guess what? All of heaven was seen the night that Jesus was born. When you read the story in Job, God, he's challenging Job. He's saying, Job, you weren't there when I formed the earth. You weren't there when I built the universe. But when I built the world, Job, angels were singing. I love it because when God first made the earth, the angels showed up and sing. And when God said, I'm going to remake the earth through my son, Jesus, the angels show back up again and sing. And tonight, 2000 years later, we have the opportunity to join the chorus of heaven and we can join the celebration that Christ has come and he's been born. And it's good news. You say, Rich, why are you like fired up, man? Come back, it's candlelight. Because maybe tonight it's not feeling like the most wonderful time of the year because you're anxious or because you're stressed or because you're grieving or suffering. He said, well, Rich, what would be the prescription for peace? I would say the prescription for peace would be what Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. He likes his preaching so much, he says, I'll say it again, rejoice. See, rejoicing is genuinely a prescription to peace. I don't worship and sing because I feel like it. I'm not worshiping and thanking God when I finally get it. I don't know what your it is. But real worship starts to happen when you take your focus off of it and put it on Him. Because what you'll learn is that it can come and go, but Him, Jesus, He is the unchanging God who is always constant and always faithful. Therefore, no matter what the season looks like, no matter what you're up against, no matter the opposition, the obstacles, no matter what external thing is happening around you, you can step foot into God's house and you can make a decision. I'm gonna join the great celebration. I'm gonna rejoice in God. I'm a worship until my soul starts to shift. I'm gonna worship and I'm going to join the celebration. He's got mega joy for you. This is good news. Receive the invitation. Join the celebration. And lastly, experience the transformation. Because the angel said, you will go and you will find a baby in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And this will be the sign for you. It's amazing because this truly is what we are doing here tonight. We're gathering and we're remembering that 2,000 years ago, a baby was born. But this baby was unlike any other baby. 
this baby was born to die. This baby was born to die for you and for me. It's amazing because what you'll hear the angels say to the shepherds is what I would say to you tonight. Tonight, maybe you're here and you have, are so convinced if I could just get this fill in the blank, I could get my joy back. If I could just get the job, if I could just get the bonus, if I could just get married, if I could just get my freaking husband to just, ugh, if I get my kids, I don't know what the fill in the blank is. But notice what the angel says. The angel says that a savior is born. Meaning that when God looks down upon you and I, and he says, all right, I'm gonna send my son. I'm gonna send someone. And he looks down and he says, what's their biggest problem? He doesn't say their biggest problem is money. Otherwise he would have sent an economist. He doesn't look down, he's like, oh, their biggest problem is, is political, you know, it's politics. Let me send a governor. No, he doesn't send that. Oh, their, their biggest problem is uh, law and order. He didn't send a police officer. Th their biggest problem is justice. He didn't send a judge. He looked down at you and me and he said, their biggest problem is that they are in need of saving. Therefore, I'm going to send my son in the form of a savior to rescue them. Somebody go ahead and give God some praise. He came to save you, to save you. And that little baby born to die, die for what, Rich? Die for your sins, die for my sins, all my mistakes all of my regrets, all of my shame, all of my fear, all of my issues. Jesus, this little baby that was born, he was born in a manger. You know why he was born as a baby? Like, why would God come this way? Because God's trying to tell you, this is the God that you can trust. He understands you. He's walked in your shoes. He knows your temptation. He knows your struggles. He knows your pain. He lived a sinless life and he went to a cruel cross and he died. He died because he was paying the price for your sins, for your mistakes. And when he died, he didn't stay in that grave. Praise God. Three days later, he resurrected. And because he resurrected, it means that you and I can resurrect as well. It means that we can have a rebirth. We can have a transformation from the inside out. And as I'm transformed, not from the outside in, but from the inside out, I have learned that all of a sudden, I start to discover, why is this the most wonderful time of the year? Not because I'm gonna have dinner with my family, not because I finally got the Apple Watch I was asking for, not because we finally got the Christmas bonus, not because my family's healthy and whole. That's not why it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year because a savior came and transformed me from the inside out, put purpose inside of me, declare that I'm valuable, declare that he loves me, and now I'm experiencing mega joy. I'm not looking for happiness. I've discovered happiness is based upon happenings. When things are happening good, I'm happy. When things are happening bad, I'm not happy. No, 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 no. I subscribe to something deeper, something greater. I subscribe to this thing called joy. And it comes from deep, deep, deep down in the pits of the valley that I've discovered a God who will never leave me nor forsake me. I've discovered a God named Emmanuel, the God who is always with us. Come on, if you believe it, go ahead and give him praise all over the room. Mega joy he has, mega joy.
That's what He gives us. He gives us mega joy. Tonight, I believe He's here, and I believe He wants to meet you right where you are. It's not a message about information. It's a message about impartation. You don't have to fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. The angel comes with good news of great joy, mega joy, for all people. All are welcome at Vu Church because he welcomed us. So tonight with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I just wonder if you're here tonight, just before we go, before our kids come up here, we got our Vu kids coming up in here in a moment, before we go, on Jesus' birthday, I wonder if today could be the day that you are reborn. I wonder on the day of his birth that you could mark your rebirth. Do you know him? Do you have a relationship with him? Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you put your trust in Jesus? He's a trustworthy God. He's a savior. He came to rescue. He came to transform you from the inside out. The invitation is clear. He loves you. He's forgiven you. Will you receive it? Tonight, you might be going through hell and high water, but that doesn't stop you from joining the celebration. I know where I'm headed. I know my eternal destination. I've got a reason to worship. I've got a reason to smile. Tonight, you can experience a transformation all because a baby was born. It's good news. Tonight, if that's you in this room, you're saying, I've never, never received Jesus. I've never made him first in my life. Would you just be bold and on the count of three, would you just lift your hand up high enough and long enough just so I can see it? I wanna include you in this prayer of salvation that tonight transformation would meet you where you are, that you would encounter the person of Jesus. If that's you, ready? On the count of three. One, the Bible says today's that day. Two, don't look at your neighbor, forget about your neighbor. It's between you and Jesus. Ready, one, two, three, if that's you. That's me, Rich, just lift your hand up. Hands going up all over this room, thank you, Jesus. Believe the same thing's happening at City right now. Believe it's happening online right now. People making a decision to follow Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hands down. Come on, can we just stand to our feet, church, all over this room, just for a moment. This makes me so happy. People, on Jesus' birthday, surrendering their life to Him. I don't know if I can think of a better time and a better day. If you're comfortable, maybe you just lift your hands. I just want to lead you in a prayer, just a prayer of salvation, that tonight you would express, you would boldly confess who Jesus is in your life and that you would believe in your heart. So pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, tonight I surrender. Thank you for saving me. I repent from my ways. Forgive me of all of my sin. I reach to heaven and I receive your love, your mercy, your good news of mega joy. Tonight, Lord, I receive all that you have for me. I trust you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Come on, church, can we just celebrate some people? Come on, can we celebrate some people who just prayed that prayer tonight? Hey, lots of hands going up tonight in our 5 p.m. service and in our 7 p.m. service of people just saying, I, I choose to follow Jesus. And we believe salvation has come right now to you. And uh, tonight as a church, we just wanna let you know you're not alone. 
We'd love to come around you and go on the journey with you. And the way that we do that is by just grabbing this little connect card, fill out, I decided to follow Jesus, just fill it out. And on the way out, if you drop it at one of the white tents, we wanna put a Bible in your hand. It's our gift from us to you. There's no pressure for that. We just want you to know you're not alone. In fact, maybe you're not ready to do that. We have this little phrase at our church we've been saying from the days we, first days we ever opened these doors. We just kind of say it all the time. So let's just say it together. Just keep coming back. Come on, how many can testify? Just being in God's house makes a big difference. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. It helps so much. For more content from Vu and to connect with us, go to vuchurch.com.